0: Hi, I'm Marcia. Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. Today, I want to talk about being tempted. Galatians 5.17 For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Temptation is the act of tempting enticement or allurement something that tempts entices or allures the fact or state of being tempted especially to evil david and bathsheba in second samuel 11:1 through five, it tells us, And it came to pass after the year was expired, and the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him, and all Israel. And they destroyed the children of Ammon, and besieged Rabbath. But David tarried at Jerusalem. And it came to pass in an eventide, that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired about the woman. And one said, Is this not Bathsheba the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her, and she came unto him, and he lay with her, for she was purified from her uncleanliness, and she returned unto her house, and the woman conceived and sent and told David, and said, "I am with child." it says in matthew five twenty seven and twenty eight ye have heard." that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever look on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. David committed adultery in his heart because he watched the woman bathing and he was interested and attracted to her. And then he started inquiring about her. Who was she? Had he looked, saw someone bathing, turned away, and went away, everything would have been fine. But he willfully watched her and then desired to have her. He committed murder in his heart, which led to his placing Uriah in a position on the battlefield on purpose so he would be killed because David knew he was faulty when he got Bathsheba pregnant. And when Uriah returned back home from the battlefield, he tried to get Uriah to go home to his wife because he was counting on Uriah laying with his wife. And that would explain her being pregnant. But Uriah didn't do that. He stayed with the other servants. And he told King David, how can I go and be with my wife when everybody else is in tents? I'm going to stay with them. And then David tried to get him drunk on wine and in hopes that he would go and sleep with his wife. But that did not happen. He was drunk with wine, but he still went back to the tent and slept with the other servants. So David plotted to have him put on the front line where he would get himself killed. And that's exactly what happened. He died. God was displeased with David, and he sent a prophet to talk to him. The prophet told David that his son would not live. And when Bathsheba gave birth, the child was stricken sick, and David fasted and prayed for the child, but the child did die. David repented of his sin, and God forgave him. He and Bathsheba had another son, Solomon. This is the same Solomon who took David's throne once David died the same Solomon that asked God for wisdom and God blessed him to be the wisest man in the world. David's situation is exactly how many people end up cheating on their spouses. We as humans know what should and should not be done. But we do what we want, ignoring God. For those who believe in God, they focus on what the flesh wants and ignore God's warnings. David was a man of God, so he was not ignorant to the commandments of God and what God says about adultery. I'll repeat that scripture again, Matthew 5, 27 and 28. You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever look on a woman to lust after her, hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And to clear it up some more, I will use this example. Let's say I was married and noticed a handsome man. I think to myself, he's very handsome. But then I move on and I let it go. And that's the end of it there's no problem with that but if i say to myself he is handsome and i want to get with him those thoughts in my head have turned to the flesh triggering lust i am now guilty of committing adultery in my heart the sin of adultery is upon me and that is a problem That is what happened with David watching Bathsheba as she bathed. His looking triggered desire for her. That triggered his mind to entertain thoughts. And he acted upon those thoughts. He allowed temptation to lead him to inquire about her, invite her over, and then take her to bed. He did not have to give in to the temptation. But he entertained the thoughts. We do not have to give in to temptation. It does not hold anyone down and tie your hands. You can walk away. Our problem begins when we allow ourselves to entertain those thoughts. The what if. And if you don't stop at that point, one thing triggers the next. And before you know it, you're standing in front of someone giving them your name and your phone number. In Matthew 26, 41, it says, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Our spirit wants to do right, but the flesh is weak. Our spirit plays tug of war with our flesh all the time. This isn't just about sexual immorality. Temptation plays a part in many things. What about those changes you wish to make in your eating habits? Our favorite thing to say is, push away from the table. While that is part of it, there are other factors to consider, like exercise. Either a lack of it or very little not eating three meals a day. Some people might eat one big meal and then snack throughout the day. It's not a healthy lifestyle. Temptation can work in any situation, but it's up to you to recognize it for what it is and gain control over the situation instead of the situation gaining control over you. 1 Corinthians 10.13 reads, There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. God will make a way of escape, but you refuse to acknowledge the escape route because you are at that point of entertaining those thoughts, and you want to act upon that. You don't walk away. You allow your flesh to take control over the will of your spirit. So you push the limit, you get closer, and you ignore the wedding ring on her finger, the wedding band on his finger. Beware also of material things and money. It's just another snare that will tempt and trap you if you're not careful. 1 Timothy 6.9 tells us, But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. Perdition is utter ruin and destruction. That state of final spiritual ruin, loss of soul and damnation. It's the future state of the wicked, which is hell. Money and wealth will sometimes have a person believe they can buy anything and anyone. When you fall into perdition, your soul is lost and there is no coming back from hell. You refuse to say, No to the food, drink, drugs, sex, money, or whatever that has a vice grip on you, holding you in bondage. If you choose to say no and turn away, there is an escape route that God has opened up for you. It simply may be turning around and walking away. But in doing that, the Spirit of God overshadows you with strength and His divine intervention will bring you back to reality. Galatians 5.16 This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. When we walk in the Spirit, we are connected to God. Being connected to Him, you gain control over the flesh, because your focus is living according to His instructions, not what you want. There is no temptation that you cannot overcome. God is faithful and will provide you with a way of escape. Be faithful to him and take that exit. My closing prayer. Lord, I pray for our human nature. Often we navigate through life, believing we are in control of everything. Until we get ourselves in situations that could have been avoided. No temptation is worth falling into hell for. I pray you remove the deception from our thought process. Let us choose to take the escape route provided. Let us choose to serve you diligently. When we remain in the spirit, our thoughts, flesh, and behavior are covered by your hand in the name of Jesus i pray amen and I'll say